millions of Americans are getting back to work. CareerBuilder calls it the great rehire. And we want to help you get the best jobs before everyone else. CareerBuilder gives you the competitive edge to get the job you want, at the salary you want, with the benefits you want. We even send job alerts so your perfect job lands right in your inbox. Go to CareerBuilder.com today or get left with whatever jobs are left. Find your next job fast at CareerBuilder.com. Hi, and welcome to the Shoot from the Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell. If you want to write a script, make a movie, or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life, you are in the right place. Each week, I'll share with you tips, techniques, and real-world information that will inspire and empower you on your path. Thank you so much for joining me. I am rooting for you all the way. Let's do this. Hello, hello, beautiful and amazing creative souls, screenwriters, filmmakers. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. This is a pretty crazy time in our world, in our lives And I just want to start by saying that I hope you and your family are keeping well and safe and healthy and that you are managing to also look after your spirits and your minds in this time. This is connected to the topic for today's podcast, which is going to be on the subject of how to focus when the world is crazy. And Basically, somebody wrote to me this week and they said, normally I am so good at being disciplined. Like I know sitting on my butt is what will get the pages done and I do it. But they said, recently, I just can't seem to focus between the American election and the ongoing craziness with that and stress about that with the Brexit and the situation in the UK. This writer, by the way, I think lives in the UK, but has family in America and Great Britain, which is like me, except I live in in America, but I have family in both countries. And they said between that and then obviously COVID and this ongoing pandemic and all my fear around that, she said, I just can't focus at the moment. I just can't get myself to sit down and do the work. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this because I don't know about you. When I read that, it resonated a lot with me. (laughs) I, I would love to hear from you if you're here with me live right now. Does this resonate with you? Are you having a harder time focusing on your work than usual at the moment? Or is it just business as usual? I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to be honest for myself. The last couple of weeks, actually just the few days leading up to the election and since then, I have found it more difficult to concentrate and to focus on work. And I just want to dive into that and why that is and then also provide you with some tools to actually focus if it is indeed what you want to do and what you need to do right now. But we'll also talk a little bit about why sometimes perhaps letting go is okay too and why it might sometimes be the right response. So for myself in the last couple of weeks, I have become a professional in the last few years at tuning out the noise. And basically, I became a professional at that four years ago uh, when Donald Trump won the presidency. And for me, that was just a shock and it was very upsetting because I found him to be somebody not of a great character, not somebody who raises my vibration. (laughs) Let's put it that way. There are some people in life, and we've all experienced this, that being around them makes you feel inspired, makes you feel like a better person just by being in their presence. For me, someone who's very much like that is uh, my teacher Thich Nhat Hanh, the uh, Zen Buddhist monk. 
If you're just in the same room as him, you feel about 10% more mindful and more aware and more alert than you would normally be. And for me personally, Donald Trump is like the opposite of that. He just brings the energy down. He sucks you down. He makes you feel, uh, you know, stupider and smaller and more ignorant than you normally are. And as I say, I'm just talking for myself. I would never presume to speak for anybody else. And I knew that for me at that point in my life, I used to listen to NPR National Public Radio every single day. It was just part of my thing. Like I would just switch it on when I was making my breakfast. I would listen to it. I'd listen to it, you know, while I was making the dinner. Usually it was a kitchen thing. (laughs) NPR was my kitchen thing. I would listen to it. But I realized I literally would go insane if I was listening to the National Public Radio every day and they were talking about Donald Trump every day. I would just be bringing myself down every single day. Now, going back to Thich Nhat Hanh, he often taught this the Zen Buddhist monk, he's often taught that you have to be very mindful of what you consume, of what you put inside yourself. And this is not just the food and the drink that you choose to imbibe, which is obviously super important for your overall energy, what you're drinking and eating every day, but also what you are consuming in terms of news, in terms of movies, TV, magazines, books, uh, conversations, people that you spend time with, everything. And he always said, you have to honor that. If you're not strong enough to take it in, don't take it in. And if it's something that brings you down, if it makes you smaller or weaker or less, cut it out of your life. And I take this very seriously. I think it's I think it's very important to do this. And so for me, four years ago, as I say, when Donald Trump became president, I thought for me to maintain my sanity and my sense of well-being and not have my anxiety go through the roof, I have to disconnect from listening to NPR, for instance. I have to disconnect from listening to the news because it is not serving me. It's not helping me. I grew up, and I don't know if anyone else relates to this, I grew up very much being coded to believe that in order in order to be an educated person in our society today, in order to be an informed person, in order to be a decent human being, you have to read the news daily. You have to read a newspaper or you have to watch serious television news and you have to do it every single day. And I grew up watching that with my parents, my grandparents. You know, it's like something that grown-ups do. Does anybody else relate to this? I'd be very interested. So I feel like I was coded from a very early age to believe that knowing, you know, all the ins and outs of the daily news was an important part of being an adult in this world. At a certain point though, and as I say, I can pinpoint it four years ago, I realized this is not true. This is not true. And it's funny, going back earlier in my life, my first meditation teacher was a woman called Annie Mavarika. Uh, Annie means sister in Tibetan. And she was actually from Chile originally, but had been a a nun, a Buddhist nun for eight years in the Tibetan monastery. And most of those years she had spent in silent meditation. And during those years, she had no contact with the outside world at all. None, zero. It's like no newspapers, no TV, no radio, nothing. And the only news that she got from the outside world would be from one of the head monastics who would come in, she said, and they would literally say, there has been a big earthquake in Japan, many people dead, pray. And that's what they got off the news. Like it was just sort of like, you know, here's what's happened, pray. And, And she said, you know, I realized ultimately that's all I needed to know. And I think that that is a really good example or can be a good example to all of us. And it's certainly what I've chosen in the last four years 
It's not that I have chosen to completely cut out the news, like so that I have no idea what's going on in the world. I think it is important to be informed. But do we need to read one whole newspaper every day? Do we need to like click on all the links and read all the things and know all the details about everything? Do we need to watch the news, have the news on? The news, for the most part, I mean, living here in America, it's interesting the difference between news on television in America and Britain. And I feel like the news in America is much more like um, the British newspapers. Like in Britain, the newspapers are very politically, they have very strong political agendas and they are very distinctive personalities. And um, meanwhile, the TV news tends to be fairly neutral in the UK, whereas in America, it's the opposite. I feel like there's papers, there's newspapers that are fairly neutral, but the TV news is has very strong political agendas and very strong agendas. The TV news here, I'll just say, I just think is toxic. And, and I would recommend anyone, if you watch a lot of TV news and you're having trouble focusing right now, I would just say number one, number one, number one, switch off the news. And you're not you know, letting yourself down. You're not reneging on your responsibilities as a grown-up in this world. It's like, just switch off the news, tune it out, don't go there. Instead, focus your energy into things that make you feel empowered, that make you feel clear, that make you feel like you can make a difference. And that goes back to what I said about Thich Nhat Hanh and his advice about what you consume. So turning off the news, and that can be whether it's on the internet, me personally, over the last few weeks, as I said, for four years, I've been great at it. And I've really instead very deliberately chosen to listen to things and to read things that empower me and help me feel clearer and stronger and like more focused. And that's like listening to great podcasts. There are so many great podcasts that just lift you up and inspire you and motivate you. It's also what I read. I listen to a lot of audible books. So I choose to listen to that rather than listening to the radio or listening to the news. And these things all just like they feed me instead of uh, uh, taking from me. They give to me. They nourish me instead of depleting me. And I would invite you, if you're having trouble focusing right now in the world, when there is so much going on and there is so much bad news, I would just recommend becoming aware in your daily habits right now, what are you doing each day that makes you feel stronger and what are you doing that makes you feel depleted or more anxious or more afraid or more nervous? And make your, you know, just like become, the first step is really just to become aware of it, to recognize it. Like whatever you're doing, ask yourself to get in the habit, asking yourself constantly, whatever you're doing, how is this making me feel? And if it is making you feel anxious, scared, depleted, worried, stressed, don't do it. Switch it off. Choose something else. It's okay to do that. I'm just giving you permission right now because I said I felt for myself for many years like that's not being a responsible grown-up. A responsible grown-up watches the news every day. A responsible grown-up reads the newspaper. And I'm just going to say you don't have to. Give yourself permission. Pay attention to how the things are making you feel and choose the things very deliberately that make you feel empowered and clear and focused. And as I say, that applies to everything. That applies to absolutely everything in your life. It's not just the news. <laughs> it's, it's everything that you do. What are you reading? What are you looking at? What's your social media habits? How do your social me media habits, what do they make you feel? Are they lifting you up? Are they elevating you? Are they bringing out the best in you? Or are they making you feel anxious, making you feel less, making you feel small, making you feel powerless? If it's those things, you need to change it. You need to change it. It is so important.
And I believe that right now, obviously in the world, like this person who wrote to me said, there are so many things to feel overwhelmed by. There are so many things to feel afraid about. There are so many things to feel powerless about. But none of those feelings serve you. You always have the circumstances which are always neutral. And then you have your emotional response to them, which comes from your thoughts about them. You have your thinking about them. So some people are going to see certain things that are happening in the news and they're going to feel actually happy about them. One person might read, oh, Donald Trump has refused to concede for yet another day. And there's going to be some people for whom that will make them feel happy because they will think, I agree with that and that is a good thing and that is right. And they will feel happy for it. There's a lot of people who will read that and they will feel stressed and they will feel anxious and they will think what is wrong and democracy is in danger and all those things and they will feel very upset and angry about it. Ultimately, the circumstance is the same. I mean, it's just Donald Trump refusing to concede. It's the same circumstance, but we go into very different thoughts and then very different feelings about it. The issue really, in part, is one, controlling the things that take your attention deciding what you're going to give your attention to on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis. And really, you can decide that partly according to recognizing what kind of feelings they are creating in you. So if Donald Trump not conceding is making you feel stressed and making you feel anxious, and it's like, I've got to check the news again to see, have we made any progress on this or what's happening or what's going to happen? And I'm going to check again an hour later to see if there's anything. Like notice that and then just decide, actually, I am not going to give this attention anymore because you giving attention or not doesn't actually change it, but you giving attention to your work and giving your attention to the things that matter to you will have a difference in your life. But giving attention to something that you have no control over anyway is not going to affect anything. Yes, I saw a comment there. I know it's a, it's a crazy situation in the world. I mean, the COVID too right now. You can pay attention to the daily news about COVID. If you're living in the United States at the moment, it is not good news on a daily basis. My mother said the other day, I feel more frightened all the time by it. At the beginning of the year, I felt, oh, this is something, we'll just get through it and it's fine. She goes, but the longer it goes on, the more I feel like I might get it and that it might kill me. This is a real fear. But then again, we have the choice as to whether we actually engage with that news constantly as to whether we want to go there. Then we have the choice of what we actually choose to think about it too. So the first choice is, do you want to even read the news? Do you want to spend your time you know, checking Twitter or checking Facebook or checking wherever it is that you get news from as well? Do you want to do that? Or do you want to do look at something else instead? If you do look at the news... How are you going to think about the things? Because you get to choose the thoughts that you think. I mean, that always blows me away. I don't know about you guys. I think one of the most surprising things to me in life was realizing I don't have to think the thoughts I'm thinking. I get to choose my thoughts. I get to choose. And that is like an extraordinary freedom that we have. And so it doesn't mean we have to agree with things. It doesn't mean that we have to uh, surrender to them completely, but we get to choose how we think about them and how we think about them will create the feelings that we have. And this goes right back into how do we focus right now in the middle of a crazy world? The first step to bring focus in this moment is to really just clear out the noise, is to clear out. 
The second is to become aware of the thoughts that you are thinking at this moment about the things <laughs> that are causing you stress. For the lady who wrote to me, it's the presidential election, it's the Brexit, it's the COVID. And these are big things. I'm not going to say these are like little insignificant things. These are absolutely big things. So once you look at those things, though, you get to choose what you think about them. Notice what you are thinking about them right now. And then if you can, opt instead to think other thoughts, th think thoughts that will make you feel better. For instance, you could think to yourself about the COVID situation. Yes, it is terrible, but I can control where I go and how I behave. I can always make sure that I'm wearing my mask. I can uh, wash my hands. I know a vaccine is coming. This is going to change. It's not going to be forever. I just need to be conscious and mindful over the next few months and do my part to help limit its spread, for instance. And now you feel empowered about it. You don't feel terrified or overwhelmed or like this is the worst thing. Because our creativity, when we talk about focus and why we can't focus because there's all these big world events going on, our creativity is stifled when we're afraid. If you're in a position of feeling fear, and it's like fear for your life, fear for your well-being, fear for the safety of your family and friends, fear, the fear is going to stop the creativity from flowing. I mean, creativity is just open flow. You have to be an open channel. If there's that kind of negativity going on in your energetic system, if there's that kind of fear and tension, it will block the creative flow. That's what happens. So it's your job to just recognize the fears that are coming up and then to release them as best you can is to dismantle them. And how you dismantle them is by looking at them. It's not by running away from them. It's not by ignoring them. It is by saying, okay, what are the fears that I have? And it can be a very good exercise just to, to write it down on the page, to write down on your page. If you're having trouble focusing on your screenplay or on your creative work, I would encourage you just to take a page out and just write everything that is on the mind, you know, everything that is worrying you, that's stressing you out, put it down on a piece of paper and then look at it and look at each of the sentences that you have written and just ask yourself, is this ultimately true? Is this ultimately true? And always what you'll find is it never is ultimately true, whatever the fears are. And this is just a really simple method of just dismantling those fears so that you can get into your creative flow again. Just looking at it and just like going, okay, is it true that I'm going to get COVID and I'm going to get sick and I'm going to die? Is it ultimately true that I'm going to be financially screwed and that there's no way I'll be able to pay my rent? Is it ultimately true? I mean, whatever it is for you that's coming up, is it ultimately true we're going to go into civil war because you know these people just don't agree with each other and they're not accepting democracy? Is that ultimately true? And it's like, no, you don't know. You don't know that any of these things are ultimately true. So working through it and just releasing the fears, I think, is absolutely um, pivotal. Now, all that being said, so I think there is a case for like absolutely reclaiming your focus. And I think that journey to reclaiming your focus is one of reclaiming your power and of leaving fear behind and also um, of just releasing like your attention from the things that are causing the fear, you know, so very deliberately choosing not to engage in consuming things that will cause deep fear and anxiety in you and choosing instead other things, even if it means you're like a little bit Pollyanna-ish, even if it means that you're just like, la la la, I'm just like listening to my nice music over here and the whole world's burning, <laughs> you know, be like that, be like that. Why not? Does it serve you to be like, oh my God, the world's burning, the world's burning. No, maybe it's actually better for you just to step out of it and just create your things. 
So there's that option. There's always that option. And that's the way to do it, the lady who wrote to me. The way to get your focus back is by just tuning out the noise and choosing to focus on what you want to focus on, choosing to focus on the things that make you feel good, choosing to focus on the things that make you feel expansive and creative and in your state of flow and stepping into that. And you will find your focus coming back really, really fast. Okay, so there's that. Now, on the other side, though, and just to offer this to you as well, I think there may be times where it's okay also to let the creativity go a little. <laughs> and I know this is probably a controversial view, but from a creative person. But I think there are times in life, for instance, if you're experiencing extreme grief or if you're experiencing some sort of loss or going through a major life change, I think it's okay as well just say, you know what? This is not my time for writing. This is not my time for creating. This is my time to look after these other things. I saw a lovely lady that I follow on Twitter, Shaula Evans. I don't know if you guys know her. She's fantastic. If you are a writer, you should follow her, um, Shaula Evans. She's always asking very thoughtful questions about writing, always engaging in conversations about writing that I just I find just really inspiring all the time. So check her out. But she wrote the other day something about not being able to write in this time and examples of artists who have not been able to write in times of crisis. And immediately I thought of Samuel Beckett, the Irish writer, who has just always been an inspiration to me. And he was living in France when World War II broke out and he didn't write anything during World War II. He stayed in France, even though he could have gone back to Ireland, which was a neutral country in uh, World War II. So he could have gone there and been safe, but he chose to stay in France, the country that he had adopted. And he joined the resistance and he worked for the resistance during uh, World War II and he didn't write anything. And up till then, his whole life had been focused on his writing. He just didn't write. He became a very active member of the resistance, risked his life repeatedly uh, during those years, ended up in hiding in a small village after the Gestapo were after him. And I always think it's just a you know fascinating story. After that, after the war had finished, he then went back to writing. And of course, it was after the war that he wrote the work that he is really famous for, you know, like uh, Waiting for Godot, obviously, which I, I mean, I believe is very related to his experience of World War II. I don't think it's just the existential dread of normal life. I think there's something really about World War II in it. So the point being, you're a human being. You're here not just to produce work. It's not just about production. You're here to live your life. And there will be many, many different angles and aspects of that in a rich life, in a normal life. You're not a robot. You're not a machine. You're not somebody just churning work out. There may be times that you just step back from your work and that's okay. If you don't write for a while because you are stressed about these different things going on and actually you feel like your energy is better used in other ways, that's okay. That's okay. And it doesn't mean you're not a writer and it doesn't mean you won't write something great. You will in your own time. If it's meant to be, it is meant to be. And if it's your calling, it's your calling and it won't go away even if you hit the pause button for a little while. So for instance, if right now during this time you are focused on caring for somebody, if you're focused on looking after somebody, if maybe you've lost somebody, and I've had a number of emails from people who have lost people during this coronavirus epidemic, and they say, I want to write a screenplay, but it's not the right time because I'm just suffering from this grief right now. And it's like, yes, allow yourself to grieve, be a human. It's okay. You will be able to write a screenplay next year or the year after. It's okay. So I just want to offer that to you too, that... 
I have a very sort of controversial view about that thing. I don't think always you should force yourself to get to the focus. If it's really not flowing, if you're feeling yourself to be like so sort of blocked, you've got to listen to that. You've got to listen to that. And it's okay. And sort of surrender that. Lean into that. Sometimes we're like fighting, fighting, fighting to create the life that we want. But it's like you have to just let yourself drop into what it is. You have to drop yourself into whatever that void is at that moment in time. I, I think that's true. And, and you will come out the other side, just like have the mad faith to know it will be okay. You will come through it. It's okay. But you might have to just like, just let go. So maybe instead of forcing yourself, and it just depends, you have to know yourself, you have to tune into your own inner feelings. If you do feel like creativity is part of your path right now, then, then do it. You know, and, and follow the advice that I gave you in the earlier part of this podcast. Just take the time to distinguish what you need, what's dragging you down and what will lift you up. Do those things. But also, if you really feel like, oh, it's just too much for you right now, that's okay. It's okay. There is a lot going on. There's a lot going on energetically in the world right now. It's a lot. And if you just want to like give yourself a pass, give yourself a freaking pass. It's okay. You know, take some time out, nourish yourself, nurture yourself, look after yourself. Even as I say this though, don't drop into the negativity. Okay. I'm still going to hold on to that. I'm still going to be, I still hold on to the advice at the beginning, which is do pay attention to what you're consuming. Don't choose the things that are bringing you down or causing you the anxiety or making you stressed. Do choose the things that will lift you up. But you can do all that and choose not to be creative right now. It's okay. Okay. Like choose what is right for you. So I'm going to wrap this up now. I hope it's been helpful. I hope for the lady who wrote to me, there's maybe some little ideas in here that can help you in some way at this moment. I just want to give everyone a massive hug because I just go, it's just a hard time. It's not normal time. It's a difficult time. And if creativity provides you with some sort of refuge through this, fantastic. Let it be your boat. <laughs> Let it be your boat. Let it guide you, you know, through these choppy waters. If on the other hand, creativity is another thing that's causing you stress, if it's like making you anxious because you're not doing your work, then I say, just relax, just relax, let it go. It's okay. You're a human. You're doing great. You're still breathing. You're still here. You're still okay. And that's what matters. And it will get better. We'll get through this. And when the creativity, when the boat comes to your creativity, you'll jump on it and be ready to, to sail away. But it's okay if right now there's something else going on. So that's what I've got for you today. I hope it's helpful. As I said at the beginning of this, I am just sending you all love and well wishes. I hope you and your families are staying well. And I hope there's some little bits of advice in this podcast that can help you navigate these times. Look after yourself, look after your energy, look after your well-being. And your well-being is not just a physical thing. Look after your mind, look after your spirit. You're a beautiful human being. You're surviving this pandemic. You're surviving this crazy time. I just send you masses of love and appreciation and gratitude. I'm really grateful you're here with me. And as always, if you've enjoyed this, and only if, please consider leaving me a review for this podcast. I appreciate it so much. It helps other people find it too. I am truly, truly grateful and honored to be a tiny part of your life. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week.